Hi guys, um, welcome back to my show called What a Coconut. Jesus Christ, you know these things really don't get less nervous the more shows that you do. Like I thought that by now I would I'd be fine, but. Um, anyway, um, hi, my name's Arangavi. I'm a South Asian Tamil student here at the University of Nottingham. Um, and I'm here to basically talk about anything that I think is, is stigmatised, any sort of random topics that I feel like talking about and shedding my South Asian viewpoint on so you can if you didn't know already you can catch me live on air on the university radio nottingham um every other sunday um from four till five p.m um where else can you find me oh the show is uploaded on spotify apple podcasts and any other way you can find your podcast hopefully today that's the aid that's what i did last time i did the show i managed to get it up within about two hours, which I think is quite an accomplishment. Um, where else can you find me? Oh, you should follow the podcast Instagram. It's called at what coconut underscore and my own personal Instagram, which is at Arangavici. If you want to get more involved with the show, because kind of running out of topics to talk about. And I think that if you guys have any suggestions on things that you want me to talk about, I mean, in two weeks, it'll be my girls group chat part two because i tried to fill that two weeks ago with my housemate phoebe if you haven't listened to part one you definitely should i heard some great reviews um, about it i'm glad that you guys enjoyed it and thought that we were funny because we are funny um <laughs> excuse me i'm slightly coming down with cold i think um yeah so that will be in two weeks time um what else and today's episode is going to be about mental health and body image. So forgive me if I waffle because not only have I only had four hours sleep, because I don't know if it's just me, but I've completely screwed up my um, sleeping schedule. So I'll go to sleep at 5am and I'll wake up at 2pm and this isn't helpful for anyone. The vitamin D in my body is dying because I see about two hours of sunlight before it's dark and I go to bed again. It's so bad. But this morning I was actually in London. I was at home. Um, so I had to catch a coach at half ten. So literally I woke up at half eight and I was basically delirious because I'd slept at 5 a.m. So I tried to sleep on the coach, but that didn't happen anyway. Um... So yeah, so if I waffle also because mental health is something that I really encourage everyone to talk about, basically except me. And I think that that's the case with a lot of people. Like I find it so difficult. Like I feel like some of my best mates, if you're listening, I feel like you're going to find out stuff because I don't talk to anyone about it. It's very much a thing of I deal with it myself, which I'd like to say is the wrong thing to do. Do not do as I do. Um, if you have obviously stuff going on, it's obviously so much better to talk about it. But I think if we're being realistic, it's also so difficult. Like how do, anyway. Um, oh, I should probably say, if there's anything to do with like uh, mental health, suicide, self-harm, blood, 
what else like eating disorders anything to do with that this is a trigger warning um do not listen to this episode this episode is not the one for you there are plenty more if you search at what a coconut on spotify that you'll find that are a lot more light-hearted um than the one that i'm going to be doing today but it's an important episode so if you can i'd stick around so um growing up like mental health wasn't i didn't really experience anything i mean like if you've listened to my first episode you'll know that I didn't really have many friends in primary school. That sounds so depressing to say. Every time I bring up primary school, it's so depressing. Anyway, um, so like I wasn't, I was like the weird kid, but like I was the weird kid, I'm gonna say, flexing, okay? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say that I was the weird kid because I was smart, <laughs> which sounds, <laughs> that sounds so big headed, but it wasn't just me. Like there was, uh, there were other people that were smart that were also the weird kids. But like I was the weird kid cause I was smart, but not because I was actually weird. So I didn't get along with the other weird kids. Does that make any sense? Um, Yeah, like I remember, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in my first episode. Like I remember sitting in the car, like when I found out that I'd gotten into the grammar school near us, Um, I was like, oh my God there'll be other people that like on my level um anyway so up until then even though I didn't really have that many friends I don't think I experienced any sort of mental health issues like I didn't really know much about it at all like the most I'd see would like be like people online and like youtubers and stuff like that like I wasn't really what's the word exposed to it um yeah um i and i'm so ashamed to say like i used to be one of those people like this is primary school okay so we're gonna forgive my uneducated brain because i used to be the person that would be like like what do you mean you can't get out of bed because you're depressed like what do you mean like just get out of bed uh yeah i don't know if it was karma or what but yeah so i was fine and then year seven i was pretty stable i think year seven was a jesus christ it was a long time ago how long ago was year seven nine years oh my god it was nine years ago that makes me feel old and i'm only 20 um yeah year seven i was fine um and then year eight i don't really like i honestly it's a blur like I don't really remember what started what started it like I have no idea maybe my brain is just like blocked it out like I literally cannot remember but I remember like being like I don't know what's going on with me but I just feel depressed which is I feel like people like say that all the time now and they don't mean like oh like I'm actually depressed but I felt genuinely depressed like I can't explain it it's like I was on like autopilot so I I'd go to school I'd do like my work whatever but it's like I wasn't really there if that makes any sense maybe that's why I can't remember it because I was literally on autopilot and like you'd have no idea if anyone from my school, my secondary school was listening to this, you'd have no idea. Like I was completely fine with my friends. 
like I was that happy-go-lucky kid um yeah and then I remember like yeah so this started for a while um I just was just not in the greatest of headspaces um and I didn't quite know how to cope with it so I (laughs) I turned to (laughs) self-harming which is something that like oh it's disastrous like that is not the solution to anything but unfortunately also i i don't know why i started i don't know where i got the idea from i hate the fact that stuff like uh, back in back in my day and when i was in like year eight and stuff like tom i don't know if anyone remembers this but tumblr was tumblr's really died out you know i haven't heard anyone bring it up to for ages I don't remember the last time someone mentioned it. Anyway, so Tumblr during um, when I was about 13 um, was pretty popular. Like it was, I don't know. I literally cannot even remember the layout. I feel like it was just memes and stuff. But like I was on like the dark side of Tumblr where like it was very like it, (coughs) it almost glamorized like self-harm being depressed having anxiety like having bipolar like stuff like that was really glamorized and like romanticized which is when i say that out loud do you know how ridiculous that is it was literally a mental health like illness and people were taking it and just do you know what i mean like there is no need like it's an illness like no one glamorizes having a broken leg like what it doesn't make any logical sense maybe i got the idea from that i really don't know i don't know what put it in my head what possessed me um to start cutting oh my god this is so bizarre to talk about (laughs) it makes me kind of uncomfortable i'm gonna force myself to do this because i'll hopefully like someone else will listen to it and it will help them so anyway we're gonna persevere and continue um yeah like I started cutting and I remember (laughs) I literally remember uh, that's so weird like I can literally picture myself like the the first I don't know if this is really graphic guys this is why the trigger warning was here if you don't want to listen to this warning red flashing lights don't listen to it especially if you can't handle anything even if it's not trigger like if you can't handle graphic stuff please don't listen okay uh, um so yeah i remember looking at myself this is so sadistic i remember looking at myself in the mirror um i'm putting like like a razor blade like to my wrists which sounds so cliche like oh my god it makes me cringe every time and not every time I talk about it I only cringe like when I think of it myself because I don't talk about it but um yeah it started from there and then like it's on wrists and then like obviously like one cut leads to more like if you know like it, it just got worse and worse like and what's do you know what the most sadistic thing is like obviously you're like bleeding um wow oh my god that was a bit graphic for me um and i get in the like in in the shower and it would be burning but you know what i was in such a bad headspace that like 
it almost was satisfying to feel the burn of like water, like warm water on fresh cuts. Like, do you know how ridiculous that is? Oh my God. Um, so obviously like I started doing it like all over like my forearm. Is it your forearm? Yeah, it is your forearm, I think. Um, yeah and i don't think a lot of people like people didn't notice because obviously in school i wore long sleeves like my school uniform was like a long sleeved jumper and i just even if it was summer i'd just keep it on if anyone asks are you hot no i'm freezing what are you on about um p changing yeah that was a difficult one because i used to have to like go to like some of the times i just like risk it and think like oh no one's gonna notice no one cares um and then some of the times when it was like really bad, I'd have to go to like like the toilets. So we had like a big changing room, obviously, which, which was just all open. We were all girls' school as well, just to clarify. So it was just all of us girls where we'd all get changed. Um, and then obviously we had the toilets like separately. Um, and I'd literally change in a cubicle because I couldn't. And then like I'd put my hoodie on, even if it was summer, you bet my hoodie was on um yeah and then like i think i told it must have been the first person that i told is my best mate shreya um i honestly i don't remember the conversation and how i talk it would have been over insta dm because i can't i can barely talk about this now let alone back then when it was actually going on so it was like i could not have done that conversation in real life but yeah i remember telling her i Honestly, I can't remember what her reaction was. Um, it was def- it wasn't like rude or anything like that, nothing like that. But I, I just can't remember what she said. Um, but yeah, like in my head, I was just I was getting worse and worse. So that's fun and fresh to talk about. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> As you can see, this is quite an awkward conversation. I'm literally by myself in the studio and I feel awkward talking about it. Thank God this thing is not a joint show. I'd be frozen. Um, Yeah, and then I think, like, other people started noticing. Um, Yeah, because it kept just getting worse. And then, like, my parents started noticing. And that's when things went downhill. So my parents, if you don't know, are first gen immigrants from sri lanka they came in 2000 1999 i think it was either one of those two years um yeah so like they i don't think they really knew anyone with mental health issues because i'm trying to think if like for anyone i know like family wise has i mean if they do i have no idea about it um so they never really dealt with it. And I feel like back home, like if you did have men- like mental health issues, you'd just be labeled as like the crazy person. Cause of obviously, cause of stigma, like people didn't really understand depression and stuff. Um, yeah, my parents started noticing. And like, <laughs> you can only use the excuse of, I fell over, I fell over, I fell over so many times before they start to get suspicious and think like, I think their first thought was that someone was doing it to me. And I was like, no, 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 no. I remember like 
basically I was in um I was in my parents' room, like they were both in their room. They'd called me in to like talk to me about something. And I was wearing like three quarter sleeves. So like you could just see like a few little scratches poking out the edge. And they were like, what is that? And I was like, oh yeah, like when we were coming back from PE, like I just fell over. And they were like, Arangavi, like you did not fall over. Like you've used that excuse so many times. There was no way that you just fell over. And I was like, well, I did, I did, I did. Like, obviously, I, like, I didn't want to have to tell them. And then um, my parents were like, take off your three-quarter, like, was it a jacket? I can't remember what I was wearing. Um, so I took it off and literally all my my whole arms, yeah. Yeah, um, my parents were like, if you don't tell us what's going on right now, you're being kicked out of the house. I don't really know the logic behind that. Um, I'd say I was, how old was I at this point? I was maybe year 10, so I was about like 15, 14, 15. So this has been going on for years. And it wasn't like I was just constantly, like my constantly my arm was just, cut up um it was like on and off but like on and off I'd been doing it for about two years um yeah and they were like yeah we're gonna kick you out if you don't tell us and <laughs> you know how badly I didn't want to talk about it I would have rather been homeless tell me why I started walking down the stairs I was like I'm not dealing with this I would rather just sleep on the streets you know than tell my parents that I had issues um so I started walking downstairs and obviously like my mum came like crying after me and was like no like tell us what's going on like blah blah and then I just I broke down in tears and I was just like mum I did it to myself like I just started sobbing like sobbing and sobbing because like I was so scared and then like went upstairs like towards my dad my dad was like to be fair I think this is quite this was the correct thing to do he was like tomorrow you're going to the doctor's you're going to the doctors like um you need you need help but the issue was like i don't think that i was a, this is so bad to say but like i liked going to school and i knew that i'd have to miss school like i liked going to school because it was a distraction i'd be with my friends like i wouldn't be by myself and my thoughts um so I didn't want to miss school. So I literally sat like on the floor, like begging them, like, please don't make me go to the doctors. Please, please. Like I'll stop, like blah, blah, blah. Like I went on and on. And then I think eventually they um, agreed. They were like, okay. I don't remember how that happened either. A lot of my, my brain has really blocked out a lot of this for my own sanity because if I could remember every detail, I would be crazy right now. Um, yeah, so, yeah, and then I remember, oh my God, no, this was before, what's this? No, oh my God, I'm getting timelines mixed up. Like I remember like a South Asian community, I think is very, can be um, very toxic towards like mental health, issues and just not understanding like my parents used to be like that as well because I remember 
one of my friends um, at the time, I was convinced this girl was going to commit suicide. I was convinced, like, I th- was so sure. So on the school computers, you know, the police is actually mad. I'll explain this in a minute. I went on Childline, the, the only time I've ever actually used Childline. Um, I, like, gave myself a fake name. I was called Gabriella, I think, because of High School Musical. I was still watching High School Musical at that age. Anyway, I'd still watch it now. I don't know why I'm pretending to be ashamed about that. Um, anyway, so I gave myself a fake name called Gabriella, or, like, Gabs for short. And basically, I was writing to this person... Um, like oh like I think my friend's gonna commit suicide like blah 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 okay I don't I think like break ended and so I like turned um like I just logged out of my computer or whatever and this was a Friday and I know this was a Friday because I had tuition um after school so I went home, I didn't really think anything of it, like, I was just like, I was being reported, maybe, I don't know, like, I, I just wanted to speak to someone about it, so I went to tuition, I'm driving back to, like, driving round the corner, like, to my house, and there's a police car sat outside my house, and two police officers are at my door, and my dad is stood, like, kind of in our door, like, frame, and I'm thinking, what the hell is going on like me and my mum are both so confused like why are the police here we're not criminals I'm a bit confused I may have stolen pick and mix when I was nine years old but I don't think I quite deserve to go to jail for that so I got out of the car and then the police officers like my dad was saying like oh do you know someone called Gabs and I was like no way no way um and I was like, I think I said no at first. And that basically the police child line thought that I was reporting myself. So obviously if you're in danger to yourself or anyone else, they're going to tell the police. Did not realise that when I reported, when I spoke to someone at child line. So somehow through my school login details, they'd found my address and come to my home. Um, and then I had to explain that it was a fake name. Um, it was actually my friend. And I had to, like, give, like, her details. Even though I didn't really want to because her parents were super, like... Like, she didn't... She, like, her dad especially, I think. Like, she knew that he wouldn't understand. And I was so scared because I was like, what if this tips her over the edge? Like, I'm, I know that the police went to her house and she denied everything. She pretended, like... She had no idea, like, why someone report her, she, like, even though she definitely was o- was not okay. Yeah, the police was mad. Like, they noticed everything as well, because I was still, cu- like, self-harming at that point. I had my arms, like, crossed. And the policewoman, like, I think this was the reason why she thought it was me as well, is because, like, she could see, like, at the tops of my, like, forearm, like, wounds um yeah and she was like oh my gosh like she was like i've like she told me that she said i I remember literally standing on the street like whispering like please don't tell my parents please don't tell my parents i was like 
please i literally was begging because this was after i told my parents like i'm like i'm gonna stop like i'll stop everything i won't do it blah blah blah. and obviously i still did because i'm yeah i was not okay in the head i was gonna say i'm stupid but it's more than that i genuinely just couldn't like seeing that many cuts was satisfying to me which is madness um yeah and the link back to like it being like not talked about in south asian community like my basically the police left i came inside my dad started shouting at me being like oh my god like we we'd we'd only been living in our house for maybe like a year and a half two years so like we we actually didn't know our neighbors properly um he was like all the neighbors are gonna think that you're crazy like or that we're crazy we're criminals like blah blah and i was trying to explain to him like bro i thought my friend was gonna like drop dead like i i'm missing the memo of i do not care what the neighbors think of me right now we don't even know the neighbors like he was better um i remember i was sobbing hysterically and my mum we love my mum my mum backed me okay my mum was like what are, are you okay to my dad like because like he just thought like oh it's like it's nothing like it's not that serious i don't think he deep like i thought my friend was literally about to die and this man was worried about his street cred um yeah like I was what I was about to say, losing my train of thought here, um, and I feel like it just it needs to be spoken about more because I feel like a lot of South Asians go through mental health issues, and a lot of it is to do with parental trauma as well. Luckily, not for me. My parents were fine. Um, I just think it's so hard to have that conversation as it is with like people that you know would be willing to support you like no matter what let alone people that you are not sure do you know what i mean like it just needs to be an easier conversation like when i have kids if i have kids if i find a husband um i will make sure like it's something that is open for them to talk about not because i know that like it's obviously hard but yeah um something else i wanted to quickly touch on before my musical interlude that's back because i don't think i could talk for an hour straight um is men's mental health because i feel like that's something that also doesn't get spoken about a lot i feel like it's a lot it's still hard obviously but it's a lot easier for women and girls to come forward and like speak about it rather than men because obviously toxic masculinity you're not a man if you cry like you've got to be strong you head of the house all of that nonsense um yeah like i just wanted to say that it is completely equal everyone deserves the right to have a stable mind um it doesn't matter what gender you are if you have no gender like it doesn't matter who you are um and i think men's mental health needs a lot more like shone on it um yeah because it's an issue that's happening to both genders and because of society being like men can't cry um they then 
they actually can't talk to anyone and i feel like guys need to be more willing like to talk about emotions because if you bottle it up trust me it will lead you down a dangerous path and you will do something stupid um that you like i mean you won't you might not regret but like you are really this is so hard to talk about i'm like i don't want to say the wrong thing um but you know what i mean like i find that guys sometimes have a lot of girlfriends because they can't talk to their talk to the mandem you know um about their emotions and their feelings which is something that definitely needs to change like you're not less manly because you talk about your feelings i for one think it's more manly because you can whatever manly is um because you can be vulnerable and you know that you're strong enough to be vulnerable anyway so um I'm now going to do my musical interlude so that I can stop speaking and you can enjoy some gorgeous tunes. I'm just queuing. Can I queue a song? Or is it going to... Okay, yeah. Queue the song. Um, Enjoy the music for a few minutes whilst I recuperate my brain. Okay. Thanks. Look what you just made me do I don't trust nobody and nobody trusts me 
I'll be the actress starring in your bad dreams. I don't trust nobody and nobody trusts me. I'll be the actress starring in your bad dreams. I don't trust nobody and nobody trusts me.
of this episode um so the second half of second half got 15 minutes oops um is about body image um so again if anything to do with like eating weird eating disorders anything like that disordered eating um triggers you so listen um so i 
have always been on like the like growing up i was the chubby kid like for some reason when i was a, a baby like i was really skinny and then yeah as i got older like i was the token like chubby kid not so much in school it was like in my family and like my do you know what i mean like everyone would make jokes about it um and like it didn't really affect me when i was younger but it did put me in the mindset at a really young age that like i need to lose weight 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 like even though like people would just make jokes like i know that they weren't being serious and that wasn't their intention but like it pretty much like as early as i can remember like i was always like oh like i need to lose weight i need to lose weight and that's so sad to think that like i was (laughs) i can probably remember from when i was like six seven years old and look back on pictures now and i was like rangby you were literally fine there was nothing wrong with the way like that you looked or anything um but yeah and it came from like my parents as well um and it got worse as i got older because obviously i just got bigger and and like even now i'm not a i'm nowhere near skinny legend okay skinny legend is on the opposite scale to me and that is completely fine and it's something that i'm fine with um now but yeah um i struggled i'd say mostly like secondary school age like with eating a lot so i didn't really like eating in front of people like family like at home was fine because like i don't know about you guys but we don't eat dinner on the table we eat didn't like my mom would be like dinner okay we'll go get our plates and stuff from the kitchen and we'll sit in the living room like as in like i'll be watching tv whilst i'm eating it wasn't a case of like we were sat at the dinner but like so no one was really paying attention to me eating but like at school i did not like eating in front of people for a very long time i remember going on like a trip i don't know um anyone else went on this trip it was the most boring trip ever okay on this trip called iron bridge guess what it was literally to visit an iron bridge wow why did we need a three-day recluse to to go to that i have no idea did i do anything productive no but um obviously like we were staying at i think it was a hostel or something and they like gave you for whatever and i just didn't eat and you know what's so uh like people would be like oh randy you're not gonna eat like oh let's eat and i'd thrive off people saying like oh you're not gonna eat like around you like eat like oh my gosh like you're not eating like it would make me feel warm inside um and it's something that like i still have to battle now like at that time when i went to ironbridge i was in so much pain from not eating for three days um i like i was in so much pain because we were quite active like we were moving around a lot like walking around a lot jesus christ i was not okay i was eating like a yogurt a day not eating my lunch that they packed for us like i was not okay um and another thing that i used to do was i would like be like i've i would like to say like i've never been diagnosed with anything if you had my previous segment as well like 
I've never been to the doctors and been diagnosed with anything. This is just my own personal like opinions and stuff. But um, yeah, I, where was, I? I've got my train of thought. This lack of sleep is really making me lose all my brain cells. There's about two and we're running on half of one. Um, oh my God, I've actually forgotten. How embarrassing. Um. Yeah. Oh my god, I've got it. I used to binge a lot, and then obviously once I binged, I used to throw it up. Um. And no one, no, like I used to do it at home. No one, like, hi sister, if you're listening, but I don't think you had any idea. Um. My parents still to this day have no idea. Like, um. And I'd like to say like my parents always wanted me to lose weight like healthily for health um but yeah like it was really bad i just couldn't eat in front of people because my mindset was it was funny because i was re-watching my mad fat diary and if you know if you've watched it um the main character ray that is literally what my brain used to think like um which is crazy like i used to think like if i eat people are gonna think oh like why is she eating like she's already big enough like she doesn't need to eat which is nobody was thinking that absolutely nobody was looking at me thinking that but I'd got it so in my head that um that's what everyone was thinking that I literally couldn't eat the thought of eating from people no no thank you I'd rather just starve um it was different in front of family it was more in front of friends that i couldn't really eat um i don't know why that was because my friends had never said anything to me about my weight but my family had um yeah and like the not eating thing as well like i still have to fight now in my head like so there were days like like literally a couple of weeks ago i felt so accomplished with myself because i'd eaten one a meal deal like the entire day and i was starving i was so hungry but i was like no rangby oh my god you're eating one meal a day like you're gonna become kendall jenner like and that isn't gonna happen because eating one meal a day is not sustainable um yeah uh it, so it's something that and with the self-harm thing as well like i it's something that i still have to fight myself kind of over at certain points even now even today like i i have luckily i haven't really i haven't done it since i was 16 17 is like probably the latest so i haven't done it in years but like it's something that you have to constantly work on which is what's so annoying it's like you think that you're over it something will happen and it, you will want to repeat old habits um and i also think like so what my parents obviously wanted me to lose weight healthily but like it then as i grow up it became a thing of like like how are you gonna find a husband if you're this way how are you gonna find a husband if you look like this how are you gonna do you know what i mean it was it was a lot to do with marriage like and stuff like that and i'm thinking bro i'm 17 years of age like i i'm nowhere near marriage um yeah so like i remember my dad probably a couple months ago um like we were having a conversation he was like arangavi 
no boy is gonna wanna date you at your weight. Like, they will only use you for sex. Imagine your dad telling you boys are only gonna use you for sex. And you're not, you're not like worthy, like your body is not worthy enough of being dated. Luckily, like I'm self, what's it called? Self assured, self, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You catch my drift. Um, That stuff like that obviously doesn't impact me. But like, it is something that sometimes plays on my mind. Like for a long time, I just thought I'm gonna just, I'm always gonna be like the ugly fat friend. Like I'm always gonna be that girl, like no, like I'll always be the one to like wing women. Like I'm not gonna be that girl like that gets with people in clubs. And like, when, this is when I was younger before I started um, going clubbing. <laughs> um, let's just say that that's not the case at all. Um, and there is no weight that is not dateable. Like that is completely ridiculous. There is always someone, the hopeless romantic in me wants to say there's always someone out there for you um and you shouldn't have to change yourself to fit in that like if you want to lose weight because you think it you're like it for health reasons or whatever but you've got to do it for you not because of male validation and there i can't lie there were times when i did think like and there's times that i still think like if i was skinnier like maybe i would have met the love of my life you know um and like maybe I'd get more male validation, more because you're a girl. I feel like talking to my um, housemate Phoebe about this, and I was thinking like, as girls grow up, okay, from young, from Disney movies, okay, we're always taught gotta have a boyfriend, gotta have a husband, gotta fall in love, like, and like it's. I feel like it's almost programmed into us. Like you're almost not not respected that's not the right word but you're not like complete if you don't have a significant other like it's taught to us for so little so like that also does play into it and men constantly liking bbl bodies that are completely fake and plastic on instagram also feeds into that um as well which is something that needs to change like it gives me i've said this in last episode as well if i see a guy follow like a girl um that is completely like oh it makes me it makes me feel sick i mean each their own but it just makes me feel ill like why are you first anyway um yeah so like i feel like social media has also paid a massive factor it's like you have to have like thick thighs like a fat bum um and then this tiny waist and big boobs and big eyes like that is what is expected of you or you go like the opposite stream you're like kendall jenner who's like really skinny like Gigi hadid bella hadid like that like those are what the what's it called the standard the beauty standard there we go um for women it's like you can't have a bum with no stomach I, I mean, you can if you want to go to the gym and work out, but I uh, like, do you know what I mean? And oh, uh, it just stresses, it stresses me out till this day. Like it's something that I have to think about and think, no, that is not the case. You need food, you need to eat. Otherwise you will pass out. Like we need it for fuel. Um, yeah, I wonder when like, 
because I, I still, I'm like, mm, I still have my moments of doubt, just like I think any girl does. I think no girl, like, like still to this day, this is gonna sound really weird. Like, I can't look at myself in the mirror like completely naked. Like, I, it makes me feel sick. I can't do it. <laughs> like, I've gotten like, 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 I used to be literally not be able to look at myself in the mirror. Like, but full length, I could not do it at all. Now I'm not nowhere near as bad. Like, I'll be fine. But like, completely naked, I honestly probably was about eight years old the last time I saw my full body naked in the mirror. That is so concerning. Like, I have such an issue. Like, I can't do it. Which is why this also plays into the fact, not to make my podcast to do with sex again, but, um, and I'd like to say the reason I talk about sex is because I don't know any other brown girls that have a, like, that are so open about it. So that's why I like talking about it. Not because I'm some sex crazed person who's constantly having it all the time, because that is absolutely not the case. LOL. Um, it also pays into that why I find sex so scary and so difficult because you have to be completely naked with the person. Like the thought of sober sex right now, I could not. <laughs> I would, I like, I have to be tipsy. The inebriation really helps. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like my eating still can be very disordered. And unfortunately it's something that's gonna take Probably my whole lifetime to fix. But yeah. Wow. Wow. There's a really countdown going on. There's 48 seconds left. Okay. So to wrap this up, I hope that you guys have enjoyed this show. We'll, I'll be back in two weeks with Phoebe, who won't be hung over this time because that's why I had to cancel last time. Um, I will be doing part two. There's a link in my in the bios of both my podcast Instagram and my actual Instagram if you want to submit any more topics that you want us to talk about for the girls group chat exposed part two. And yeah, like if you've missed any of this episode, hopefully within by today it will get uploaded on Spotify. And yeah, hope you've enjoyed. Hope you've learned a little bit more about me. Um, yeah, and have a good two weeks, guys. She just wants to be beautiful, she goes Unnoticed, she knows No limits, she craves Attention, she praises An image, she prays to be Sculpted by the sculptor Oh, she don't see The light that's shining Deeper than the eyes can find it Maybe we are made of blind souls She tries to cover up her pain Away. Cause cover girls don't cry after the face is made. But there's a hope.